0: Welcome to the Urban Church Podcast. If you would like more information about Urban, please visit our website at lifeaturban.com. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Turn, turn in your Bible to Romans 5. <clears throat> We're going to get right into the Word this morning. How many of you have had the opportunity to walk through Art Walk uh, this weekend? All right, if you haven't, uh, definitely after the service, go through and enjoy um, the artwork and and the fun. If uh, your kids are over in Urban Kids, uh, check them out at the end of the service and take them right over here to Michi Park. They've got so much stuff for the kids to do. It's a blast. We did that with our girls last year and they absolutely enjoyed it. Um, My girls, as they did the lemonade stand yesterday, um, all of the money that they raised went straight into Urban Kids. And it was just so adorable when... There were actually only a few people that asked what... Uh, what they were doing the lemonade stand for, which I thought was surprising. I thought more people would ask, why are you doing it? But they probably just figured these are cute little girls that just want to, you know, have fun and sell lemonade. But those that did ask, what are you doing this for? Why are you doing the lemonade stand? Uh, my girls, it was actually Kara. Kara was steadfast. She was faithful. Uh, she remained at that table every single minute. And Faith, on the other hand, was there for a little while. And she got detoured by and by friends and went off and played. But Kara, on the other hand, would just stand there with just such confidence and just say, it's for urban kids. And the people, I mean, it just was like, you're just ripping their heart open, you know, and they're like, what do you want? You know, what do you need? It was amazing. And so the $78.86 that they raised went straight into urban kids, which I, of course, am extremely excited about. And so I asked Kara, uh, so what do, you think, what do you think we need um, for urban kids, I mean, I've mean, i got a list of things that maybe aren't necessarily needs but are wants. And uh, so I, I know what some of those are. And I asked her, and she said, well, Mom, we made a lot of money today. And I think that we can get a jumper. We can get one, Mom. I know we can. We can get a jumper. And so you never know. A um, few more lemonade stands. And we just might have a jumper on our hands. It would be awesome. Uh, let's read. Uh, it's, it's good to have fun at church. Amen. Uh, let's dive right into the word. Romans 5, verse 1. It says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have, patience, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Flip in your Bible just a few uh, pages forward to James 1, and we're going to take a look at James 1, verses 2 through 4. James 1, 2 through 4 says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. I don't know about you, uh, but as I look at this passage of Scripture, I am so excited as I read verses 1 and 2 of Romans 5. I'm excited, I'm like, amen, this is, this is awesome, we're standing in grace, man, it, it's, it's, the, it's faith and the grace of God, we've got peace through God and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, it's exciting, and then I get to verse 3, and I think, oh my goodness, I'm reading it, and I'm going, and not only that, So all of this was incredible. All of this was amazing. And then we get to verse 3. It says, and not only that. So in my mind, I'm thinking it is going to get better. This is, it it doesn't stop here. This is great, but it actually gets better. And so I'm getting excited for what it's going to say. And right after this little comma, it says something that just absolutely blows my mind. We also glory in tribulations. I don't know about you, but that kind of stopped me right in my tracks. I'm like, what? Excuse me? I'm glorying in tribulations. We glory in tribulations, and and in James 1, that we count it all joy when we fall into trials. Do you do that? I, yeah. I, I do as I, as I read the word of God and as I get into, the, it, it, into his grace, I'm able to do that. But our natural reaction is not to glory in those things. It's not to count it all joy in those moments. And so as I was reading this passage uh, last week, it, it, uh, it just got me excited but yet shocked at the same time and challenged me. And I believe that God's going to do that for each one of us this morning. Can we pray for the word? God, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you. God, that your word is amazing. It's living, active, sharper than any two-edged sword. God, your word is able to come into our hearts, into our lives, and judge the very intents of our heart. God, I thank you for your word this morning, and we pray that through your word, we would be challenged. God, through your word, God, we would rise above every circumstance and every situation of life, and God, your word would just breathe life into us this morning. We pray in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. 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 As you look at the amplified version of Romans chapter 5 verses 1 through 5, specifically verse 3, it says, it it doesn't just say tribulations, but it says sufferings, pressure, the pressure of life, um, the afflictions, the hardships, and, and if we look at that, that covers pretty much everything, doesn't it? sufferings, tribulations, pressure, affliction, hardships. And I believe that if we were to stand here today and take a vote and say, hey, how many of you have experienced some suffering in your life? There would be some hands that would go up. How many of you have experienced and known what, what hardship is like? Um, Some hands would go up. How many of you experienced some sickness in your body and you're you're challenged by that today? Some hands would go up. Or maybe you're here today and you say, you know, I'm not going through that right now. Life is good, but I know a loved one. I have a family member. I have someone that's dear to me and close to me that's going through some of that stuff. Some hands would go up. Um, If all the hands weren't up by the time we went through those, um, then you're probably the one that's just about ready to step into one of those seasons. And that's not a lack of faith statement. That's a, a reality statement. Um, because the Bible says in John 16, Jesus said that in this world we will have troubles. In this world there will be troubles. There will be challenges. There will be hardships. There will be things that will take place. Um, because we live in a fallen world. Uh, God is not the one that does evil or causes evil or causes sickness to come upon our lives. God does not do that. He cannot do that. However... Uh, We live in a fallen world, a world where sin is rampant, and so it's going to rain on the just and the unjust. Things are going to happen, and we're going to go through stuff, but the amazing thing being a Christ follower is we know where to turn, right? We know where to turn. We know where we're seated, and that's what we're going to look at tonight. We want to look at where are we seated, where are you seated today, because where we are seated determines the outcome and what is produced when we face some of these situations in our lives. Let's look at this uh, definition for tribulation this morning. It should be on your screens. Tribulation says it's grievous trouble, severe trial, or suffering. The word tribulation is deri- derived from the Latin word tribulum. Literally is a thing with teeth that tears. It's a heavy piece of timber with spikes on it that was used for threshing corn or grain. Man. That paints a picture, doesn't it? it? It just gives me, I can just see it in my mind's eye, that, that, that piece of, of timber with spikes on the end. And I think of a torture mechanism. I don't know about you. But, you know, when you're going through sufferings and trials and, and things of life that are difficult, man, it, it's much like that, you know, torture piece that's just, just ripping at you. And it's got those spikes on the end that's stripping faith, that's stripping away your joy, that's stripping, it's, and it's hard and it's difficult and it's painful. That is the picture that this, this word gives to us the tribulations, the pressure, the affliction, the hardships of life strip away and are painful. And in this, the Bible says that we are to rejoice. In this, the Bible says that we are to glory in these things, that we are to triumph in these things, that we're to count it all joy in these things that rip away at our joy, that tear away at our faith, that try to come and strip those things from our lives, that we are to glory in these. And that is just difficult, I believe, for our minds to comprehend. That is difficult for us to wrap our minds around. The fact that, that, man, when when we come against a trial, when we come against something in life that's difficult, we're we're to get excited. Woo! All right! This is awesome, God! Thank you! It's incredible! That's what we're to do. It's not the natural reaction. But the Bible says that these tribulations produce something in us. If we are Christ's followers, tribulations, sufferings, the pressure of life produce something in us. And let's look at that. The Bible says that it produces perseverance. Perseverance is that spiritual staying power that will die before it gives in. It is the virtue which can endure, not simply with resignation, but with a vibrant hope. It involves doing what is right and never giving in to the temptation or trial. It is a conquering patience, a conquering patience or a conquering endurance the ability to deal triumphantly with anything that life can do to us. It accepts the blows of life, but in accepting them, transforms them into stepping stones to new achievement. Perseverance. This is what the difficulty of life is to produce in us. Perseverance. It's it's that thing that that in accepting the trials and the, the challenges of life makes changes and transforms those difficulties into stepping stones into new things and greater things in a greater faith and a greater hope and a greater love and a greater understanding of who God is that that these things that we face are things that strengthen us that build us that equip us to 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 endure and to to um, create a character that is solid a character that can face the difficulties and challenges of life resulting in great hope. But how does tribulation produce perseverance? Starting with perseverance. It begins there, moves on to character. Man, because when, you, when you're persevering, man, it, 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 it challenges and, and builds your character and leads to hope. But how does that happen? Because in the natural, in our natural man, in, 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 in the natural uh, uh, movings of life, our reaction can be Fear. Our first reaction can be doubt. Our first reaction may be uh, uh, even rebelling against God and wondering why and how and and what and how this could could be and why this could be. Our natural reaction could be hopelessness or despair or depression. Um, So how do we have perseverance produced? And I believe that it begins with where we're seated. I believe that begins with where we are sitting, where we're seated in life. Look with me in Ephesians 2. Turn back just one page. In my Bible, it's one page. <clears throat> Look back in Ephesians 2, verses 4 through 6. Where are you seated this morning? Ephesians 2, verse 4. It says, But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, He gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. Where you're seated determines what is produced through the trials and the difficulty and the tribulation of life. Where you're seated determines whether perseverance is produced or whether you're just going to continue to sit in the tribulation and experience a greater hopelessness and a greater despair through it. Where are we seated this morning? This scripture says that we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. That we have been seated with Christ in heavenly places. And as we look here at the stage, we've got a stool um, that's more at my husband's height than my height. Uh, And then we've got a chair back here. Where are we seated this morning? The chair represents being seated in our tribulations. Seated right here in our tribulations. When we're seated in our tribulations, we look and we see no end to the pain. We look and we see that, man, I've experienced a divorce and I, I don't see... I don't. I can't see myself married again. I can't see myself having having a family. I can't. I. I what I see is I see a, a, a marriage that failed. When we're seated in our tribulations, we see the pain, we see the cancer, and we don't. We don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. But when we get up and we realize that as Christ followers, the Bible says that we're seated with Christ. We're seated in heavenly places. Then we're sitting when we when we realize that we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. The man we're, we realize that we're seated above our tribulations, that we're seated above those trials, above those failures, above those things that are difficult in life. And when we're seated there, the Bible says that we begin to see something so much different than when we're seated in the midst of our trial, in the midst of our tribulation. Um, Kara uh, is our oldest. She's seven years old. She was the one that was just working it yesterday at the lemonade stand. And um, she she was uh, with us uh, as we flew up to Seattle not, not too long ago. And on the plane, my girls love to sit by the window. They absolutely love it. They love watching the takeoff. And they love just that moment when you rise above the clouds. And, and it's just... It's like a sea of clouds. You don't see anything else but just this amazing sea of clouds, and they love to sit there and, and imagine and, and talk about what, what the clouds are shaped like, and so we come up with, you know, looking at the clouds, and that one looks like an elephant, or this one looks like a dog, and, and they don't look anything near to an elephant or a dog, but we just, you know, have fun with it, and so they love the window seat. Well, on the flight back to San Diego from Seattle, Kara was the one that won the window seat because Faith got on the way to Seattle, so she was seated at the window seat, and when we begin to fly into San Diego, and we're on the descent, um, and preparing to land, she she looks down, and she just goes, mommy, just with such excitement, she goes, look mom, our city, it's so little, and she's like, look at the buildings mom and she's looking at the lights and they're just flickering and, and she's even seeing the cars and cuz you're you're getting lower and lower a little bit and so she's starting to see the trees and she's seeing the high rises and she's like look mom they're so little you know begin to picture the little pieces on the game boards you know monopoly pieces and she's like it's so small it's so little and she's excited thinking about that because here's a little girl a little 7 year old that when she's in the plane and she's looking down, the city seems so small. But when she's standing on the street corner at the bottom of our 18-story high-rise building, she looks up and she feels so little. She looks up and she thinks, man, this is so massive. And uh, our youngest daughter, Faith, the first time she said massive, it was massive. And it was just very just massive. And so now we can't say massive normal, um, and, and it's, we say it massive. And, and so here she is standing at the bottom of our, our building on the street corner looking around, and she just feels so insignificant and so small and so little. But that moment when she was on the plane, looking out the window, man, she felt like she was bigger than any one of those high-rise buildings She felt so, so in charge. (laughs) She, She felt like, man, I am above. This is awesome. That's what we see when we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. The perspective is so much different. When we're sitting in the tribulation, we're seeing that piece of wood with the spikes on it. And we're seeing our faith just mm, being stripped from us. But when we realize that it's not one day when Jesus returns that we'll be seated with him in heavenly places, but that right now as Christ's followers, our position is right here, seated with him in heavenly places. That right now, right here, where we're at in the day and the age that we're living, we are seated with him there in heavenly places. The Bible says that, that when Jesus ascended, he ascended and now he is seated at the right hand of the Father in a position of authority. That he's forever making intercession for you and me. That Jesus is sitting there in a place of authority. The Bible says that we are seated with him. So when we face the t- tribulations and the trials of life, when we face a diagnosis that is, is so just rocks our world, and we find out that our grandmother has been diagnosed with cancer, She's 83 years old, and the reality of life and the reality of of the end of her days may be, we're seated right there. That's all we see. We see, see, man, this isn't going to look good. This isn't going to work out good. But when we stand up and we go, no, we are seated with Christ in heavenly places, in a place of authority, that we can sit in this seat and we can say no to that cancer. We can say no. The Bible says that God is our healer, so I'm going to sit here today. I'm going to move from that place of tribulation and trial and suffering. I'm going to get up from that. I'm going to choose not to look there anymore, but I'm going to sit where Jesus is seated, and I'm going to see this situation in light of who he is, in light of our God, in which nothing is possible, impossible for him, that I'm going to choose to sit there. And when we sit there, man, we see that nothing is impossible, and that we see that we're not insignificant, we see that it's not too difficult. We see that it can work out. When we're seated in the midst of our tribulation, maybe we see that our son or our daughter will never receive Jesus Christ. When we sit in the midst of, of the hardship, maybe we see a bank account that is just not working out and it's not getting any better. Maybe when we're seated in our tribulation and in our hard times, we see a marriage that is falling to pieces. And we see no hope of a marriage that's strong and healthy and happy. But God today is such a good God that He says, "That's not where you're sitting." He says, "That's not where you're seated." And he said, "Come, he says, "Come up." and sit where I'm seated this morning sit where I'm at sit where I sit and begin to see what I see this morning the bible says and you can write it down in psalm 61 verse 2 god is so good in psalm 61 verse 2 it says that when my heart is overwhelmed within me lead me to a rock that is higher than i take me from Down here where I'm overwhelmed, where I'm discouraged, where I'm beat up, where I'm being stripped of my faith, where I'm being stripped of my hope, where I'm being stripped of life. And bring me to that rock. Who is the rock? Jesus Christ. Bring me to that rock that is higher than I. Bring me to that seat that is is in a place where I have authority and I can speak to my situation and I can say no to my financial hardships and I can say no, God is my provider. Because the reality is if we stay in that seat, if we stay right here, then all we're going to know is lack, all that we're going to know is pain, all that we're going to know is suffering, all that we're going to know is, is, is the trial, all that we're going to know is the failure, all we're going to know... Is, are you hearing me this morning? But if we stand up and we sit right here, then we begin to know and we begin to see God in a whole new light. When we begin to see that when I, I'm facing something that's challenging, that I've never been here before, that this is a hard situation. I just got, my, I got the paint slip at work today. And we sit down right there. And we stay there. Then we, we fail to see God is our provider. But when we get up from that seat and we sit here, then we begin to see God in in, in in a brand new way. Maybe you've never known him as God, your provider, your Jehovah Jireh. But God says, I want to lift you up. I want to lift you to that rock that's higher than your situation. I want I want to seat you right here. And I want you to see me as your provider today. I want you to see me as your healer today. I want you to see me as your peace today. I want you to see me... Amen? Amen. Amen. When we sit here, God takes our greatest trial, and he turns it into our greatest victory when we're seated here. The Bible says in Romans 8.28, I love this passage of scripture. It says that God takes all things God takes all things and works them together. All the things of life, the good, the bad, the ugly. <laughs> he takes it all, and he works it together for good, for those who love God and are called according to his purposes. It says that this morning God can take a broken marriage. He can take his peace. He can take his blessings. He can take the the bad news at your job. He can take the challenges with your relationships with your family. He can take the, 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 the blessing of his provision. He can take it all and work it together for good for you and for I this morning. That's what he can do. That's what he wants to do. But today it's determined by where we're seated. Today it's determined by whether we choose to stay and remain seated here or whether... We choose to get up and sit here above the situations of life and begin to see it from his perspective. Because the reality is that God, God doesn't just see the right here, right now. You and I, we're, we're finite beings, we're limited by time and space. And so when we look at our lives, we see today. We can't see tomorrow. We can remember the past but we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. But God, when we sit here, he allows us to see what he sees. Because he sees the beginning from the end, the end from the beginning. He sees our today, our yesterday, but he also sees our tomorrow. He knows that, man, you might be sitting over here not understanding the season that you're in, in life. Not knowing what your next step is. But he sees that moment of, of, of not knowing what the next step is, he sees that as a stepping stone because we have to sit here and rely on him in a greater way. And when we begin to sit here and rely on him and look to him, he begins to show us what our tomorrow holds. He begins to show us what the next step is. And that be, simply becomes a stepping stone to the next level that God has for you and I. And so this morning, I just simply want to ask you, where are you seated? And as the band comes up, I'd like you to just, as right where you're at, where you're seated, go ahead and begin to close your eyes. And as you close your eyes, just allow God to evaluate and allow the Holy Spirit to, to show you some things in your life. Begin to think about what it is that you're facing, what it is that you're going through right now. What is, does what your trial look like this morning? What is your hardship look like this morning? Is it a marriage? Is it your health? Is it family? Is it finances? Is it a failure? Is it uncertainty of knowing what tomorrow holds? What is the the challenge that you're facing today? This morning, as you think about that, ask yourself, where am I seated, God? Where am I seated? This week, this last week, God asked me where I was sitting. This last week, I was confronted with some challenges with someone in my family, and I saw some things that this individual was going through. And I began to hear him talk to me and tell me what was going on. And as I shared that, I got so, oh, it it was just, it just rocked me and overwhelmed me for a moment. And I found myself in my my prayer times in the morning, found myself praying out of a, a position of really, Praying out of fear rather than praying in faith. This week, as I was sitting in that prayer time, I was crying out to God. And don't get me wrong. The Bible makes it clear that we can cry to him and he'll answer. But I realized as I was sitting there just crying out to God and I was weeping for this loved one of mine seeing what they were going through, and I was just like, God, we need you. God, we need, we need you to come. God, we need you. And I'm, I'm calling out in just desperation. And God corrected me right there in that moment. And I felt God give me these scriptures, and he said, Katie, you, you need to turn here. And I turned in my Bible, and I began to read. And as I began to read, I realized, and God showed me, that I was sitting in the seat of tribulation, that I was sitting and I was praying from that seat and as I was praying I was looking around and I wasn't seeing hope I wasn't seeing God God's answer I wasn't seeing God working character in my loved one. I didn't see God bringing a hope and a strength. I didn't see what, what God was seeing. I was sitting in that seat where, where I, I saw just, I saw, I saw faith being stripped. I saw, I saw encouragement being removed. I saw, I saw insecurity, and I, that's what I was seeing, and so I was praying with desperation, and God challenged me. He said, God, he said, Katie, stop. And I stopped in that moment and I got my Bible and I read and I read and I read and as I was reading, those passages, I got up from the seat that I was sitting in, and I realized I got to get out of that seat of tribulation. I got to get out of the seat where all I'm seeing is a suffering. I got to get out of the seat where all I'm seeing is is no light at the end of the tunnel. I got to get out of that seat, and as I read these passages, and as I saw my loved one, as I saw them seated in Christ in heavenly places, as I began to see that, something rose up inside of me. A faith began to rise up. Joy began to rise up because I saw that what the enemy meant for evil in my loved one's life, I saw that God was working it for good. As I sat in the seat with Christ in heavenly places, I began to see that what was what was a challenge that that it, that the enemy meant to destroy my loved one, to break away their faith and to bring hopelessness. I began to see that God was using it and God was turning it to build a strength and a character and a faith that was going to. To be unbroken and untamed. The Bible, the Bible is amazing, and as I read it, if these scriptures begin to come alive to me, and joy begin to rise up in me. And I believe that that's what God is doing for you this morning. I believe that God, that was what God is doing as He's challenging you to rise up from the seat that you're sitting in to begin to see, be seated with Him. Ah. <sighs> It's happening right now right now it's happening the Holy Spirit is beginning to work a faith and a perseverance in you and what you're facing right now you're seeing it just as a stepping stone you're seeing it as something you're to rise above something that's going to bring you to the next level a diamond is formed under conditions of high pressure high temperatures now as that diamond is pressed it's being formed into something beautiful glorious the word diamond comes from an ancient Greek word that means unbreakable, untamed, unmovable. This morning it's time to get up from the seat you're sitting in. To begin to sit with Christ. To see what you're facing today. It's hard and I'm not, I'm not going to say it's not. I know some of the things that we're facing here. And I know it's a challenge. I know it's difficult. But this morning, Christ is ready. He's waiting to lift you above it and to begin to see your tomorrow. Begin to see hope. Begin to see the light. The Bible says that he is a lamp unto our feet, a light into our paths. This morning, you're sitting there and you would say you know what katie i need to get up i need to move i need to change my seat this morning i need to exchange the seat that i'm sitting in right now and realize that as a christ follower i'm sitting with him in heavenly places